son, everything I have is yours. The father in the story of the prodigal sons said this, everything I have is yours. The significance of this can easily miss us. What he's saying to us is, everything is yours in my son and I have placed you in him. As a born-again believer, twice born from earth and from heaven, you are now enclosed and embraced by the Son of God, by the divine fiat of the Father. He spoke the word and you were placed in his Son. That gives you all the rights and privileges that pertain to Jesus. I'll let that sink in for a minute. So when in Psalm 2 he says, ask me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance, he's saying the same thing to us. We are given unbelievable access to the throne room of God where we can petition according to his will. Like Jesus, we can come to the place where we only do what we see the Father doing and only say what we hear him saying. 1 John four seventeen really encapsulates everything we've been saying up to now. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he's given us of his spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Saviour of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God and God in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is in this world, so are we. We are learning to love as Jesus loved. Notice that love is the motivator in all of this and we're learning to be exactly the same as he is in this present darkness. But like everything else, it's incremental. This is why I keep reminding you, you can have as much of him as you really, really want. He will give all of himself, which will mean that all of you will have to go because two things can't occupy the same space. But you're planning and storing up for eternity. You aren't locked into 70 odd years here and nothing to follow. You've got an eternal inheritance and eternal life to look forward to. So question, where are you currently investing? Here or eternity? You get to choose. He isn't going to love you any the less. Everything he has is yours. It's there for the asking. But you need to draw near. Ask. Receive and then give away what you get. What God holds out to us are his exceedingly great and precious promises, but to come into them will require us to develop a heart and a mindset that reveres, honours and respects him for who he is. 
as well as a heart that is fully engaged in an intimate relationship with him, his majesty. Just imagine what emotions you might feel if the Queen of England called you up and invited you to have an intimate relationship with her, to be her friend, where she would take you into her confidence. And further she's saying, I want you to reign and rule with me. If an invitation from an earthly monarch would cause your heart to skip a beat, how much more should your heart be amazed and marvel at what the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords holds out to you? The only proper response is to bow the knee, touch the sceptre and accept his most gracious of offers. Doing that, beloved, will take you into a realm of which dreams are made.